This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, your light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au. A proud Joy sponsor for over five years. The kids are all right. As for our presenters, um, Family Matters, Joy 94.9. On the line here, we have the very lovely Joe Hurst. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Gina. How are you? Very good. I'm a little jealous I didn't get to sit in on the Anspath uh, <laughs> chat you had a couple of weeks ago with Dave and Beck. That was brilliant. We missed you. It was great fun. Something was released today, though, and I was wanting, I was hoping you could kind of talk us through that and, and how it relates to the ANSPATH conference. So it's the new Australian standards of care for transgender children, uh, and they will be um, officially released at the ANSPATH conference uh, by uh, Associate Professor Michelle Telfer from the Royal Children's Hospital, I think on the Sunday of the conference. Mm. So the guidelines are broken into two parts. They're broken into children pre-puberty and post-puberty. They're absolutely wonderful, affirming, progressive guidelines while still keeping in place that multidisciplinary medical approach that has all the right checks and balances in there. Very evidence-based approach. It links in all the most recent research. They've done an amazing thorough job on this. It's fantastic. I think most of the doctors who specialise in transgender, the transgender care, sorry, the care of transgender children in Australia have had some input into this. It's fantastic. I had a quick skim. I, I saw your tweet um, mentioning this today and I grabbed the link and I printed it off and I've had a quick, you know, skim through it myself. Mm-hmm. Even as a lay person, not, you know, no medical, kind of, <laughs> absolutely mm. no medical training. It's actually still in a, re- a language that's really accessible. Would you rec- recommend other parents, you know, even start having a look at this while they're maybe waiting oh. for an appointment with a with a specialist? Look, I would. I think um, all the parents in our parent group are already pouring all over it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Look, I, I would, and I think it gives guidelines about how we treat our transgender children. For example. For children pre-puberty, it indicates that we really don't need a diagnosis. We don't need to medicalize our children. Mm. We support and we affirm them, which is fantastic, but we don't need to medicalize it. So really, um, I think it gives a very clear indication that the only reason a child needs to see someone like a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist pre-puberty is just to make sure that the child's needs are being met, the whole family's in the same place, everyone's on board and everyone's got the same information. And I think that's relevant to everybody. And then it gets a little bit more medically technical when we Mm. get into puberty and puberty blockers and hormones and things like that. But one of the things that I thought was absolutely fantastic for me especially was the sentence that says, you know, provision of education about social transition to the child's kinder or school mm. is often 
necessary to help facilitate transitions, mm. to stop the child being discriminated against and mm. bullied and to provide inclusiveness. I mean, all those really important things are mentioned in there. It also recognises uh, non-binary children. It recognises that um, some children may be on the autism spectrum. It explains how to respect that. It's very, very inclusive. It's an amazing document. And, and like you, that school reference jumped out at me because I work in the higher education sector mm. um, with students. So for me, I was like highlighting pages that I need to go back and have a read through and, and make sure that the people that need to be aware of this um, in, in my sector are definitely aware of this stuff because it's an amazing resource. This is a really big deal though, isn't it, Joe? I mean, even for this to be part of the ANSPATH conference. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's incredibly progressive and it gives a reference for all of those working in transgender health as well because it is really hard to sort of find all those guidelines in one place and yeah. now here they are. Wow. This is this is basically how we've been working in Australia for years or how all the, the medical professionals have been working for years in Australia. But this, this clarifies it all and puts it all in one place, which I think is really fantastic. I think it's great. And, and hopefully what that means is when... People are maybe isolated or, or a specialist isn't, you know, well-versed in this area that they have a go-to to, you know, and give the right mm. advice at the right time rather than, you know, creating a really awful experience for a family and, and a child exactly. as well. Exactly, exactly, because we don't have a lot of um, education provided, at obviously at the university level or at any mm. level for GPs and psychologists and people like that. Now we have these guidelines. We also have the Australian Psychological Guidelines for Psychologists. So there are resources mm. out there for these specialists. Because those first visits, you know, to a specialist, for a parent even, so important for that to go right. So important for them to get the right mm. advice at that point and not to be listening to rubbish. Vital. Yeah. Because, I mean, I hear stories all the time where uh, a parent may have gone to a doctor or a psychologist, for example, and that child has is almost hitting puberty, but mm. not quite. And they may have hit someone who's not very well educated yeah. and they've said, oh, it's just a phase. And that child has missed out on really essential puberty yeah. blockers and that child's gone into deep anxiety and distress yeah. because their voice may have deepened or they've yeah. grown breasts or they've gone into a puberty that just feels incredibly wrong for them. And that could easily have been put on hold and that vital steps they missed. So it can be really, really crucial. Again, thank you, Joe, so much for your time tonight. Thanks, Tina. You've been listening to Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, your light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au a proud Joy sponsor for over five years. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.